Okay, we're uh, learning Daf Chav Beis. We're starting from the top line. Chav Beis Amid Aleph. And we're in the middle of the Sugya. Baal Megas guys in Mecca Akar. What's the question? A husband can revoke his wife's Nadarim. We're familiar with that from Nadarim. The Shaila is whether or not the nether goes away in, uh, retroactively or it's only from then and on. Mecca Akar means it goes away retroactively. Uh, Megas guys means it's only being cut away for the future. That's the question. <coughs> now, we were learning yesterday two possible nafkaminas uh, between this, this approach. One approach is, uh, one nafkamina is if somebody else had connected themselves to the status of the wife. Someone else had said, Vani. So if we say they make, make his guide, it's only for the future that it's cut away. So then the other person who connected themselves to the wife's aziras could still be a nazir. She, she said she was an, uh, an azira. Someone else said, Vani. And then eventually at some point during her term, it gets cut away. But it's not like she wasn't a nazir. She was. Whoever connected herself themselves to the woman would still be a nazir. You say Mecca Akar, that's retroactive, so then whoever connected to her would also not be a nazir. And another nafkamina that we saw right at the end yesterday is let's say the woman violated her term of nazir. So let's say she drank wine. And uh, at, the, at some point afterwards, the husband uh, it revokes the nazir. So if you say that it's a lafreya, so then she doesn't get malchus, she doesn't get punished, she doesn't get the lashes, because it really, in retrospect, turns out that she wasn't, the, uh, she wasn't a nazir at the time that she drank wine because the husband approved it retroactively. Whereas if you say he only cuts it away for the future, then she would still get punished. So here we go. Says the Gemara, let's bring the proof. What happens if a woman makes herself a Nazira? And then she became Tame from the dead. So she was Maktish, but the case is that she consecrated, she's Maktish, Karbanos to bring, right? That's what a Nazira who's Tame, she has to bring Karbanos and only then go and restart the count. What happens? Rocking off of the Baila. But then before she has a chance to offer the Karbanos, the husband was made for the nether for her. So what's the halacha? Mivia chata sa'ov. So remember, the, the, the Karbanos of a Nazir that became Tame are two birds, an Ola sa'ov and a chata sa'ov, and a lamb, which is an Asha. So she brings the chata sa'ov, and she does not bring the Ola sa'ov or the Asha. Now, it's interesting the way the angle that the Gemara starts off on. If the husband's only cutting it away from that point and on, but the Naziris which they observed, they were a Nazir, and she became Tame as a Nazira, then Tazinami Olas, oh, she should bring the Ola bird. And the assumption that the Gemara is making now is that in the moment they were a Nazira, that's not going away, and, 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 and they were a Nazira who became Tame, who's in. And the Torah says that the atonement for a Nazir who's Tami who sinned is that they bring Karbanos. Who cares that afterwards, they're now, the husband was made for the Nadarm, and at this point in on, she's not in his year, and she's not going to be restarting her account. But at the end of the day, she requires the atonement for what she did. So if you would say Mecker, Aker, then it would be good. Why? Because it would turn out that she doesn't need the atonement, because at the time that she became Tami, she was not in his year. Then you can understand why she doesn't bring the Olas Ov. But if you tell me that it's only Megas Gaius, it's only being cut away for the future, but in the moment when she contracted the Tumah, she was an Azira, so she, requ- she should require the atonement for what she ever happened to her. So the Gemara counters with the obvious problem. Elamai, what are you trying to say? What's your alternative? What's your takeaway? That Mekarakar, the reason he doesn't, the reason why she doesn't bring the Olas Ov after the husband revokes the Nether is because he took it away retroactive. If that's what the Pshad is, she shouldn't bring the Chathas Ov either. Meaning something is stam up over here in a strange way because it's saying that she brings the Chathas Ov and not the Olas Ov. How are you able to conclude Baal Mekarakar from the fact that she's not bringing the Olas Ov just say the opposite. You see Baal Mekas guys from the fact that she's bringing the Chathas Ov. So the Gemara says, no, 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 no. We can defend why we're bringing proof because Hachanami 
Really, he's uprooting it all together. That's why she's not bringing the olosov. This question that why is she bringing the chattis bird, the answer is, and this is a theme which we've seen already, that she has sinned by virtue of the fact that she made herself in his ear at all. Even if in retrospect, um, she wasn't in his ear. And, and, and it turns out, you know, the Tumah wasn't a Tumah. She brings the Chathas Ov because she, Maisa, she abstained from wine. And just being an ascetic, just abstaining from the things that Hashem gave us, that itself is a sin. What's the Pasuk saying? That the atonement of the Nazvish Karbaros is for, for having sinned against the soul of Chathas What soul is a person sinning against? What Abdeir is a person transgressing when they make themselves an Azir? Just because there was deprivation towards the wine, it's a sin. If so, we can use that as a basis for a Kabachomer. If in the case of an Azir, where a person only deprived himself from one indulgence of wine, Nikra Chote is considered sinning. When he calls over someone who is a greater ascetic and deprives himself from everything, all the more so that must be a sin. So what we're saying is, yes, the Nazir is, is, is it goes away retroactively, but the Chathas is still appropriate because she, uh, she limites to deprive herself of wine. So what we're saying is really our proof comes back, right? In other words, it says that the woman who was in Nazira, she became Tommy, consecrated her Karbanas. And then her husband was made for the nether, she does, she does bring the Chathasov, but she does not bring the Olasov. If it would be Megas is, she should bring the Olasov as well. Elamai must be Makarak. And it's going away in retrospect, and that's why she doesn't need the atonement of Olasov. And if you're going to want to want to want, and if you will wonder why she's bringing the Chathas, the answer is because Maisa, she deprived herself of wine. So the Chathas is appropriate. So it seems like the Gemara is concluding, on some level, that Makaraka, the proof stands. If it would be Megas Gaius, the Gemara has no plausible reason why she doesn't bring the Olasov. It must be it goes away retroactively. She is, he is uprooting it. And that's why the Olasov is not being brought. Chathos is being brought because Lamaisa, she was Mitzara Atzma, Lamaisa, she deprived herself. That's what it would seem to be at this point right now. But then a very curious thing happens here in the Gemara. It's like usually you would see like, okay, we brought the proof, it's over. But the Gemara right away now brings a better proof, which is actually goes the other way. Tashma, the Tanya Behedya. The Gemara says, I'll bring you a proof from an explicit price. It says in the price, Yishish and Adam and Woman had made a vow that she's in Nazira. And other women heard and she said, and I, which is exactly the case of Arnav Kimina. The husband of the first woman came and he was revoking the vow for her. So now the child is what happens to, her, to, to, to the other person who said, and I, if it turns out that in retrospect, that once the first husband revoked it, it's uprooted and retroactively she's not in a zero. So then the person who said, and I, was attaching themselves to nothing. Whereas if you say that it's only Megas guys, you cast away for the future, but in the moment she was in a zero. So even if the first husband re- revokes the, wife or the, the nether of, of his wife, but the second woman says zero should stand. What is the bribes to rule? It says, The first woman is released from, her, from the vow because her husband revoked the nether, but the other woman remains usher. Here it is absolutely clear. This is the nafkami that we had wanted. And here it's explicit that the husband only cuts it away from that point and on. So here the Rishonim struggle. Look at what just happened today in the Gemara. First, the Gemara brought a proof from the fact that after the, the husband was made for the nether, she still bring, she, she does not bring the Ola Sa'of. That's a proof that Mecker Acker, it's going away retros- in retrospect, because if it were only going away for the future, then what? Then, then, then the Gemara said she should bring the Olas Ov, must be he's uprooting it retroactively. Now we're getting a better proof the opposite way, because it says in the case where she made the Nazir, and someone else said, and I, the husband was made for the Nether, the person who said, and I, is still a Nazir. So we see that what? The Mecker that 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 his guy is not Mecker Acker. So we showed him struggle now. Now we conclude Megas. Gaius, how come she doesn't bring the Ola to Ov? So I'll have to be showing him a very simple answer. 
It's interesting that the Gemara didn't say this before. It's, it's coming out now because we have to, because we get a clear proof the other way. The reason you don't bring the Ola Sof is because even though you sinned in the moment, it's not going away that retroactively. It's not Pshat she wasn't a Nazar when she became Tameh. But it's, you don't bring the Karbanos Stam for atonement for becoming Tameh. You bring the Karbanos as part of the Din of Naziris so that you can restart your count. And here where the vow revoked the, the vow. So even though she sinned by becoming making herself Tameh, but she's not going to be restarting her count because from now and on, even though it's only for the future, but from now and on, she's not in Nazira. So there's no reason to bring the Karbanos. Karbanos aren't brought for what you did. Karbanos are brought for that you can restart for the future. So therefore, even if Baal is Megas guys, like the Gemara is concluding from the Befeir Shabraisa, it's not Shver why she doesn't bring the Olosov. It makes a lot of sense she doesn't bring the Olosov because for the future, she has no need for these Karbanos. The purpose of the Karbanos are not just atonement for the past. The purpose of the Karbanos are to restart the counts in the future. There's no purpose for that, for this woman um, whose husband revoked it. Okay, so we're really coming out very clearly, Megas guys. Now we just quote the continuation of the Braisa. Rabbi Shimon Omer, let's say the second person didn't say, and I. They said a stronger language. They said to the first person, I am like you. I'm like you. Then Shemutaras, they're both mother from their vow. If the first woman's vow is, rele- is released through her husband, then the second one will also become mother. So notice we're saying, according to Rabbi Shimon, a fascinating thing. If you say, Vani and I, so then you're linking yourself down to the Kabbalists and Zeros, but you're not saying your status is contingent upon their status. So then if the first one becomes mutter through their husband's hafara, so that the second one will still be us. But if you say strongly, I'm like you, so then, and not just simply saying, and I, so that implies that if the first woman's Zeros would be canceled, then hers should also be canceled as well. And again, there's no machleik, so Rabbi Shimon is clarifying that point. Says the Gemara, once we, once we see this point, we're going back to the whole, the whole din that we were talking about uh, in the first part of the Raisa, where you say va'ani, it's interesting, you say va'ani, the first woman becomes mutter, but if you just said va'ani, then the second person remains oser, even though the first person becomes mutter after that far of the bow. So the Gemara says, this is like Rabbi Rami Barachama Claire. This was a sugi in the Dharm, Dafir Aleph, pretty lumdisha case. Remember there, we were talking about hatvasa. Hatvasa means... If you say that this thing is asr, like that. In other words, I say this loaf of bread is like something which is asr as a nether. So you're linking it, you're connecting it to something previously asr through a nether. So it attains the status of a nether. So my this loaf of bread is like a, a car bun, let's say. So that means that the loaf of bread becomes asr bahana, becomes a nether. So Rami Barham declared, what if someone said, I read like Someone tried to answer a loaf of bread. He said it should be like the meat of a carbon shlamim. Now, what's unique about the meat of a carbon shlamim is that it doesn't remain also forever. What happens to the meat of a carbon shlamim is that after the zrika, after the blood hits the mizbeach, the meat becomes mutter to eat. Yes, it's still kadosh. You can't do whatever you want with it. You have to eat in certain time frames in certain holy places. But it's, does, it's not also bahana. It still has the, uh, the it, 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 it has a hatter to eat. So someone who tried to answer himself, what's he trying? He's saying the loaf of bread should be like the meat of a carbon shalom. And what's Allah? Do I say kimat inish? When a person is making hatfasa, when he's linking the loaf of bread with the shalom and matvis, is he linking it to the ikr state, meaning the initial asr state of the shlamim, the way the shlamim is before the zrika, and therefore it's a good atfasa, the loaf of bread should be like the meat before the zrika, and therefore asr bana. Odoma bitsinana matvis, maybe he's saying it's going like what it's going to be, like it's going to be in the future after the zrika where it becomes mutter. So therefore, 
it would not be a valid hot fossil because at that point it's not Asr Bahana. So basically what we're trying to ask is, what's the mentality of a person making hot fossil on something that's Asr now, but we'll switch later? Is, that, is, is the mentality I'm, I'm linking to its original Asr state or is my, is my, is my intent that it should, it should be linked to its destined state, to its future state where it becomes mutter? So the nafkamina is, if someone's saying this loaf of bread should be like the basar, does the loaf of bread become basar? If you say it becomes asar. If you say then it's not asar. So what, what the Gemara is trying to bring a proof from our price, so what happened? The woman made herself in his ear. Now, her status is going to switch after her husband's made for it. Now she becomes mother. The second woman said, Va'ani and I. What did the Brysa say when she said Va'ani? That she's linking herself to the original state of Naziris that the woman is in. And therefore, even if the husband was made for the nether, the second woman remains also. So what do I see? I see that you, when a person is saying vani, linking themselves to the nazirus that the first woman was makabal, they're linking themselves to the ikr, despite the fact that there is a future destined state of the first woman, which is to become, which is to become a dirt, but we say no. That the person who said Vani is linking themselves to the original Asr state of the first woman when she said she was in Nazar. So too, when someone says this loaf of bread is like the meat of the Shlomim, even though the meat of the Shlomim will become Mutter, but currently it's Asr. So therefore, it's a good hot fasa and the loaf of bread becomes Asr. So the Gemara quickly rejects that comparison. Me dummy. Is it comparable? Awesome. In the case of Rami Shlamim, if he said it should be like the meat of the Shlamim, you don't know which state he's referring to because even though it's true that it's mutter to eat it outside the base of Mekdash after the blood is thrown, Mekdash Kadosh, it's still Kadosh. Meaning it doesn't change fundamentally. It's still Kadosh. Just yes, it has the heter to eat it now. So he may have mistakenly be thinking that the Atfaso could be with the state of after the Shlamim. And therefore we say the Atfaso is no good because he doesn't know. Maybe he's making a mistake. It's all kachim. Bottom line is before and after. He thinks he could link his his his, his loaf of bread to the meat, whether before or after this rikah. And he doesn't realize that after this rikah, now that it's mutter no, the hatfasa is ineffective. That's why we have it sad over there that maybe he's linking it to the destined state of what the meat will come to be, which therefore is not a valid hatfasa. There's no shiloh what he means to link it to. Would it enter your mind that he's talking about the pros, the, the, the destined state after the, after his, after the wife's, the first wife's Naziris goes away? The husband has revoked it, meaning to say, after the husband revokes it, there's no remains of the Naziris. The Naziris is gone. It's as if it never existed at this point. So, of course, the person who said va'ani is not referring to that state. If I say va'ani, the first woman said harini nazira, and then I say va'ani, clearly what I mean to link myself to is the state of naziris, not the state post naziris. There's no sad that I mean I should be like her after her naziris. Of course, I mean I should be like her in her current state of naziris. By the meat, you could say that the person is not aware of the subtleties. Before and after, it's kachim, right? It's not like you could do whatever you want with it and waste it. So he, when he said this loaf of bread should be like the meat of the shlam, and me may have meant like its future state after the zrika, and therefore it might not be a valid hatfasa to asr the loaf of bread. But here where the person said va'ani, linking themselves to the first woman, of course they mean to link themselves to the, 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 the time when she is in Nazir. They of course would not mean to link themselves to the time after the hafar, because after the hafar there's not, there's not remains, there's no vestiges of Naziris which remain. However, the Gemara says, Ikat Amri, No, there are those who talk of think that our case is like Brahmi Bar And if in our case we say Va'ani, the person who said Va'ani is linking themselves to the Iker state of Naziris that the first woman had. And therefore, they, 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 they are becoming a Nazir. So too with Brahmi Bar Chama. If someone said, Arei Eli, 
Um, we say the Iker Kamatis who linked themselves to the Iker state when it was Asabana. Okay, very good. Now, the Gemara, just to go clarify where we are again, what we learned in Reb Shimon, we learned that if a woman said and then a second woman is connecting herself to, to the first woman, and then the, the husband of the first woman revokes her vow, what happens to the second woman? So we said it depends what she said. If she said, Va'ani, so then she remains Asr even after the first husband was made for her. But if she said, Harini, if she said, Harini um, that I'm going to be like your state, so then it implies that she's going to become mutter when the first woman becomes mother. So the Gemara now wants to know, What if she said to the first Nazira, I'm a Nazira in your footsteps? That's a vague language. What does that mean in your footsteps? Does it mean in, the fir- in every respect that she's going to follow Nazira's in the sense that it's contingent upon that status? Just like when she says, I'm like you, and the first wife's husband is made for the nether, then the second woman, Nazir, goes away. And therefore, if a shy, she's maybe she'll means I'll follow in your footsteps to be like your state before the husband was made for her. And therefore, she's also even after the first Nazira becomes mother. In other words, is it like the case where she said, and I, where she's also after that far? Or is it like the case where she, where, where, where she said, where she is also after the first husband's afar? So the Gemara tries to resolve. Tashima. A woman made herself in a zira, the Mishnah spoke about, and then the husband hears about it and says, and I. So here's a little bit different. It's not a second random person saying, va'ani. It's the husband who is saying, va'ani. So what did the Mishnah rule? The husband cannot revoke the, her vow. Why, why not? So the Pashup shot here is, this is a little difficult. The Pashup shot is, is that a husband can revoke his wife's nether. He can't remove his own nether. Once he said va'ani and linked himself to his wife's nether, if he would be mater her nether, then his nether would become mater as well. And he can't revoke his own nether, he can only revoke hers. So therefore he can't revoke her nether, because since her nether now is the catalyst for his nether, and his nether will go away if her nether goes away. So if he's canceling her nether, then he's trying to cancel his. Now, when he here he said va'ani. So very good, va'ani, as we said, is a case where you make it independent of the first person. Right? In the case of Vani, we've been saying that if a second person said Vani and the first wife's husband was made for the nether, then the person who said Vani, their nether will stand. Right? So what's, what, what's, the, what's the Indian here? Must be the Indian is, is that when a husband is saying, and I, when a husband says to a wife, and I, it's equivalent to someone who said, I'm following your footsteps. Why do we think that? Because he is aware, a husband is very much aware that he has the right to be made for, right? He, he gets that. So it's basically like him saying, I'll be in Azir in your footsteps. In other words, he's thinking about the possibility that her Naziris might be revoked. A random person who said, Va'ani, they're not thinking about the first, about the first person's statement of Arini Nazira being revoked. Because yeah, it's true in an abstract way, but that's not what's on their mind. But when it's the husband who said Va'ani, the Gemara assumes it's very much on their mind that they might be made for it. Very much on their mind. And that's Kufa the Pshad in the Mishnah. When the husband says Va'ani, he's not just linking himself to his wife's Iker Naziris and his nether would be able to stand even if he's made for her nether. No, it's not the Pshad. When he says Va'ani, it's as if he's saying stronger, I'll follow in your footsteps and I'll be contingent upon you. Because he is well aware and thinking about his future Koach HaFara on his wife's nether. So if you're going to say that even when someone says, I'll follow in your footsteps, they still only refer to the initial state and they remain in Nazir, even after then he should be able to revoke his wife's Naziris and his will still remain. If, if, if the husband's nether will, will endure even after Zafar to his wife's, so then there's no reason why he can't be made for his wife's nether. LMI, what do I see? 
And when a husband says va'ani, his neder will not be able to endure after his afar, after his afar to the wife. And the prat is when 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 the husband says va'ani to his wife's neder, or a random person says I'm in your footsteps, we assume the link is in every respect. That's the nikkudah that we're bringing out. We see from the mishnah that when the husband said va'ani, he's linked not just to the ikra of his wife's naziris, but he's linked in every respect to the wife's naziris, and therefore, uh, if the wife's naziris would become mutter, his, his would become mutter, and that's hagu for the reason he can't be made for his wife's neither, because he can't be made for his own stuff. That's why the husband's not going to be able to revoke, revoke his wife's vow, because it would be canceling his own. And that's what we can take away. So if one random woman said to another woman, uh, who said, Arini Nazira, she said, I'll follow your footsteps. If the first Nazira becomes mutter, then the second woman who said, I'll follow your footsteps, should become mutter as well. So let's just like can, uh, make a little conclusion of what the Gemara is trying to say. If, if a woman says, I'm a Nazira, if some random woman says, and I, there it's clear that they don't mean to make themselves contingent upon the vacillating status of the first Nazira. Even if the first husband is made for the Nazira, the second woman will remain a Nazira. That's clear. If they said, um, and as the Gemara came out, you know, that's all because Baal Mega's guy, the first husband is only cutting it away for the future. Fine. But if the second woman said, I am like you, clearly that language is mashma that they are contingent upon the first Nazira status. And if the first Nazira becomes mutter, the second woman become mutter as well. The Gemara is inquiring, what if they said, I'll follow in your footsteps? The Gemara is bringing a ride to that ultimately because we're assuming that when a husband says, and I, it's equivalent to a random person saying, I'll follow your footsteps. The husband is more aware, more cognizant of his, of his koach afar that he might be made for his wife's endarm. So when he says, and I, it's as if he's saying, I'll follow your footsteps. And we're saying now he's contingent upon his wife's status. So that's why Hogufa, he can't now go and be made for his wife's nazirs because that would be an attempt to cancel his own, which he cannot do. And that's why we're trying to now prove that if uh, someone says, I'll, I'll follow your footsteps, so if the first one would become mutter, the second one would become mutter as well. So the Gemara says it's not a proof. Really, someone who says, I'll follow your footsteps is really linking themselves to the Iker state. And therefore, when the husband said, or Vani, it's really, he's, he's, he's not going to be contingent upon his wife's Naziris. Ah, so why can't the husband be made for? The husband can't be made for, even though his Naziris want to go away, because since he said, and I could The Pshad is, it says, if he made a Hakama, remember the din of Hakama, if you confirm your wife's Nadarim, and you positively affirm them, then you can't go back and revoke them. So when the husband said, and I, he's confirming it, because he's using his wife's Nadar to take it for himself. He's connecting himself to it. So that's an implicit confirmation. Therefore, now he can't go back later and made for it. And originally, the Gemara was thinking the reason he can't be made for it is because he's attempting to cancel his own, because if the wife's Naziris would go away, his would go away. The Gemara is now coming back and saying, no, really, his Naziris is independent. And even if the wife's goes away, his will stand. Ah, you want to know why he can't be made for it? can't be made for because it's like he made Akama. And the big enough Kamina is, if he made Akama, so Matsi made for Let's say Hitaka was Shoal on his confirmation. Remember, that's Allah. You could be Matar Nedr on your Akama. If the husband would do that in the Khanami, he'd be able to be made for the Nedr if he low low. But if not, then he won't be able to. Okay, now we continue the last case of the mission. Person said to his wife, I am a Nazir. And then he said to his wife, and what about you? And she said, Amin, I also want to be. So then, why? Because here, his Naziris was, was first. Then he turned to his wife and says, and what about you? She says, yes. So her, her Naziris, he could take away and not take away his. If it's the inverse, right, where, where she makes herself in his ears and then she asks her husband, and what about you? And he answers yes. So then he can't be made for because if he's made for hers, he's trying to be made for his. But 
in our case, where he said, a man said to his wife, I'm a Nazar. And then he said, and what about you? There, he, afterward, and she said, yeah, so there afterwards he could be made for hers, and it won't affect his. So, look at the Mishnah compared to a Brisa. The Brisa says, a man said to his wife, I'm a Nazar and you. What about you? She said, Amin. She didn't answer Amin. They're not Nazirim at all. By him saying, what about you? He was saying, I'm only going to be a Nazir if you become one as well. Like imagine someone said, you know, two spouses said to each other, I'm going to go on a diet. You want to come? You want to go on a diet with me? If she says, if she says no, he doesn't want to be on the diet. So that's like, imagine that scenario in the household. That's what the husband's saying. saying, I want to be a Nazir. And you? So it's, if she says no, so then they're both not, 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 not Nazirim. They're not, not at all. So the, 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 the Brisa, but in the case, I'm sorry, and I'm, let me just clarify, whereas if she responded yes, then they're both, they're both Nazirim. It says the Shnei Masurim. And it, with the Mashmos of the Brisa is that the husband cannot be made for his wife's Nazirs. It doesn't say it outright. It just says in the Brisa, if a husband said, I'm a Nazir, what about you? And his wife said, I'm a, they're both Asir. If, if, if she said no, they're both mutter. That's all the Brysa said. We're assuming when the Brysa says they're both also, if she said yes, it means that the husband cannot be made for the nether. Not that it said it explicitly, but we're saying it said they're both also, it's mashman, he can't be made for. So the Mishnah said, when the husband said, I'm a nazir, and what about you? And she answered yes, then they're both nazirim currently, but the husband can be made for her, na- her nazirs, and it won't affect it. The Brysa says mashma that he cannot be made for hers. So the Mar resolves the contradiction. Our view the Tani, we say in the Brysa, may for shalava shalokayim. No, you add that into the Brisa that he could annul, annul her vow and his would remain Asr. You could keep the Brisa the way it said. It's not as wise as it is to Mishnah. The Brisa is the case where he said to her, I'm a Nazar and you, meaning he didn't ask her. He said to her, he said, I'm a Nazar and you, meaning to say, I'm a Nazar if you'll be a Nazar. He's linking his vow to her vow. So therefore, if she says yes and they're both Nazirim, he can't be made for her because that's how far to his own. He's only making himself a Nazir if she is a Nazir. In the Mishnah, though, it's different. Person first and foremost said, I'm a Nazir. Then he asked us a question. He said, and what about you? So therefore, in other words, his Naziris is definitely there. He's not making it contingent on his wife. So now if she accepts it, that's why now he can be made for hers and his will still stand. What's the pshat? Because his isn't contingent upon hers. Again, that's the basic idea. If he makes his Nazirs contingent upon hers, he can't be made for it because then he's can't trying to cancel his own. His Nazirs is only there at Kama. Hers is there. So if he, he's trying to cancel hers, he's trying to cancel his. That can't work. That's the Bryce's case because there he declared, he didn't ask it. He said, I'm a Nazir when you're a Nazir. So basically he's saying, we'll both be doing a package deal. Now he can't be made for it afterwards if she accepted because he's trying to cancel his own. The Mishnah is talking about where he, he, he accepted. He said, are any Nazir? And then he, he posed the inquiry to his wife. What about you? So she answered, yes, his Nazir is not linked to hers now. So therefore, if she, she, they're both Nazir, he could cancel hers and his will still be Kayim.